0: Hello, Nick? Yes. Hello, James. Oh, I can hear you now. Shapiro here. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Hey, Kirkland. I'm I'm doing. I'm
1: doing, I'm doing great. I'm eating a little something here. Sorry. <laughs> it
0: sounds like nothing's changed. It's great. I love it. How
1: about that? I mean, yeah, man. Congratulations on your book. Your Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: So what time is it in uh in It's nine. Yeah, okay. it's nine.
0: Nice. What are you wearing, James? I'm wearing my uh Apollo eleven Panavision shirt. Nice. It's like it's a it's a joke shirt, like it's a like the rap gift from the crew who Kubrick's crew who shot the moon landing in Burbank. That's great. That's
1: great. <laughs> it was a great shirt. That was a it's great a good shirt. It was a great shoot. It was a great shirt. Capricorn yeah, it one. It was. It
0: was a great, Capricorn great one, exactly. OJ Simpson. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Incredible. I haven't seen it. Oh I oh, haven't seen, seen it. So you gotta see it.
2: What if they yeah, faked the moon landing? Actors. Okay. Is that is that what it is, the movie? is the. Oh, wait a minute. Yep. What if they faked the Ooh.
1: Mars landing?
2: Yep. Welcome to I Haven't Seen It, the podcast in which we try to explain the plots to films that we haven't seen. And today, I am joined by uh, James Kirkland hey. and our very special guest, Greg Shapiro. Hi. And Greg and James, I believe you guys know each other from a past life.
1: That's right. Yeah.
2: Uh, yes, boom, boom we were Chicago lovers. in Amsterdam. And, uh, where and we, we
0: did in Chicago yeah, like James in Amsterdam. Uh,
2: and uh, before we begin, Greg has written a new book. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's called The American Netherlander, uh, 25 Years of Expat Tales. It's answering the question, what if someone started out like James Kirkland? I'm going to come from the States, go to Amsterdam, join this comedy group for a year or two. And then instead of going back to the States, what if... He fell in love with a Dutch woman and never left. Yeah, because she has this thing called Dutch directness. So when you bring her back to meet your family, right? She offends everybody, right. and you have no choice but to go live in the Netherlands. So, so yeah. So
2: is this is, is this an autobiographical account of, your, of sure. your time here? Oh yeah, it's
1: it's all autobi. It's it's uh, you know it, it's on the same shelf as the Undutchables and these books about Dutch culture. Okay. But I've made the point of saying this is by no means an official textbook about dutch culture it's just one man's completely subjective version of uh, of dutch culture and if that's
0: you know Greg. Your, yeah yeah that sounds so good that sounds great uh, i got to read it i've often wondered what if
2: yeah right what if i stayed what if you
0: had stayed yeah man yeah
2: yeah. Do you, have a, do you have an example of the of the Dutch directness? I mean, your, just being
1: on a, a, a corporate show, you know, with Boom Chicago and, and watching, uh, you know, being in a meeting in a Dutch office. And you can tell some guy uh, got an awkward haircut over the weekend. Uh, he's like, yeah, I just, you know, I was tired of what I had. I just shaved it all off. And uh, instead of saying like, oh, that's a new look for you. Or in the UK, they would say like, oh, poor poor man, let's not talk about that. Or in America, they would just wait till he left the room and then talk about him behind his back. In the Netherlands, it's just uh, some guy says, ah, you look like a cancer patient. <laughs> so that, that's just, and now deal with
0: that. <laughs> because uh, You look uh, like you are on death row about to be executed for horrible crimes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. But it's basically just rude. It can right? be,
1: but you know then again, I must admit, I, I've changed my perspective over the years. Fair so right. you know, I go back to the states and sometimes when I go back to my family, which is in Chicago, you know, Midwest, the Midwest nice, sometimes yeah. I'm like, could you please just give it to me straight? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So on the, on that note, uh, I would like
2: to start with the hill.
1: The hill. Okay.
2: And I now invite you to tell me what that film is about.
1: Oh, James, this is going to be fun. But
0: I. I don't... Two men. Yeah. Sit on a bench somewhere outside of the Washington Monument. Definitely. Both men wear trench coats. One man, bald, older with glasses, has a briefcase. He slides the briefcase over to the younger man, also wearing a trench coat, but a different kind of trench coat, a lighter trench coat. Yeah. London fog.
2: London fog in Washington. It's, where, a, we, it's, a, am,
1: it's a brand name. It's a brand name. It's a popular. It's a popular, it's it's a it's popular a kind of raincoat. Right. There, there Somebody doesn't
0: wear trench coats. Come on. <laughs> you don't wear coat trench coats chic. at all? You live in the land of rain. Wear a freaking trench coat once in your life. Live a little. The younger man taps the briefcase twice with his foot. Is this it? He says. The older man says. This is going to make your career or
1: it will destroy you. Uh, What are their names? All right. You've got Hal, uh, who's the older man. Older man, all right. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep.
1: Hal uh, is is disenchanted with the Justice Department. He's ready Mm -hmm. to divulge the secrets
0: we've got the younger man and- Clyde. Clyde Clyde is is yeah. a young Clyde is like uh he's a he's he's dressed in 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 the in the robes of you know a clerk or a junior analyst um in the CIA but actually Clyde is a reporter yeah Clyde is working for uh the, yeah. the New York Times deep, deep cover deep investigative cover, journalist. yeah Exactly. Exactly. wants
1: to get to the bottom, too. Like, what did they know?
2: What... Can you guys tell me something about what's in the briefcase? What... What is the big secret?
0: It's not important. Nick, we're getting distracted. What's important is that next, Clyde stands up. He grabs his umbrella. Of course, rain drizzly in D.C. at this time. It's fall. You know, the leaves have fallen. You know, the luster is gone. And he snaps open his umbrella. As the rain pitter patters is on, on the top of the umbrella, he says, you know what this will do, don't you? So... This, this is great. So this is... that next scene, I'm getting to it, Nick. Hang okay. on. Hold on. All Hold right. on to your little, All little right. Dutch pants there. Right. Okay, so uh, Hal is then walking... The two men walk away. They go their separate ways, right? The briefcase had been exchanged. Yeah. And then Hal, before... He gets into his black Escalade, right? You know, company car. Oh, yeah. And then he, then he takes... He takes a beat... And then he takes off his face.
2: Yeah, and who
0: underneath his face? Dick Cheney.
2: The the film was made in 1965.
1: Really, mm-hmm.
2: 1965. Yep. And the film no, same same plot, same plot, no changes.
0: Cheney was in charge then too. Don't you see? <laughs> don't you <laughs> he's, see? He's always this been in been charge. It's been going on for a long time. <laughs> he's always been in charge. Exactly. The film stars
2: Sean Connery. Really? So according to you guys, or Greg, does does Sean Connery play Hal or Clive?
1: Oh, uh, at this point, (laughs) Sean Connery at that uh, point in his career would have played Clive. Right. I'm trying to think if I've ever
2: heard him use an American accent in a... No, he no. uses one accent. It one
0: was accent. Always. Other, it was Sean Connery yeah. accent. Irish, Scottish, Scottish, <laughs> Russian, <laughs> Scottish,
2: <laughs> British, Scottish.
0: The uh, this. So he's year. like, I'm taking this to the New York Times, <laughs> and I it's going to be in every, every newspaper across the country in 44 hours. Where did you say you're from? <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: the the Midwest. Sean Connery made four other movies with the director of this movie. So it's a really, it's a great, and it, it's an absolutely amazing director. So um, uh, before I give you the plot of the film, I want to see if we can get to the ending of your version. Okay. Because uh, so far they've been sitting on a bench
1: mm, well. for
2: most of the movie. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to see like where, like what happened. Do they do? Do we get to know the secret? Do they reveal the secret? I think we've what revealed happens? the secret. I mean, well, we've revealed the secret, but yeah. but do they? How? What happens when they reveal it in the in the film? Do they get? You know, do they get famous? So
0: it's it becomes tricky for Clyde because he's involved into a rigmarole that he has no possible way of understanding. And what happens for him is that he doesn't realize how deep the rabbit hole goes. Mm-hmm. And he goes home, talks to his wife, played by uh, the lovely Linda Cardellini. Young, yep. very, very young. Uh, and she, uh, you know, she's talking to him, talking talking, 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 talking. You know, they're having a good time. She, but she's kind of being a little weird. Then he goes to the room, other room. She takes off her mask. <laughs> Who's there? Dick Cheney? It's, it's Nancy Dick fucking Cheney,
2: and who's also who's also Dick, Dick Cheney. Cheney. In yeah, in fact, everyone. It's, this is yeah. like being John Malkovich.
0: Yeah. yeah, Cheney's all the way down, he, and so he has no he has no idea. So he's coming back into his life. He's making love to his wife in a passionate scene, and it's so uncomfortable for the audience because they know that. She, Dick Cheney is fucking him. You know, it's just, it's, right. it's, it's just, you know, and of course Dick Cheney's on top. So it's very comfortable roller coaster ride for, you know, an hour and a half. And finally it ends up in a parking garage outside of Chevy Chase, Maryland. And in the parking garage, he, um, he's confronted. Clyde. By Clyde's confronted by his boss. Yeah. You know, from the New York times. The, the New York times, the publisher, yeah. the editor in chief. Mr. O'Brien. And he's like, Mr. O'Brien, what are you doing here? And and Mr. O'Brien is like, can't do it, Clyde. Can't run the story. Yeah, we've, we've Not done. Not going to happen. Yeah,
1: you, we, we can't do it. You, you got to check all your sources. And he has checked all the sources. And then O'Brien uh, goes back to his own car and pulls off his mask, his face. And and uh, who, who is it, Greg? It's
2: Dick Cheney. Okay, listeners, spoiler warning. If you do not want to know what this film is actually about or you want to go through life believing what you have just heard James Kirkland say, stop listening now. Also, if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. And because the algorithms really don't care if you love us or hate us, make sure to leave a review either way. All right, back to the podcast. Um, I'm going to give you the director. Maybe that'll give you one last... Oh, the director. Little last little bump. Uh, uh, The director Sidney Lumet.
1: Oh. of
2: 12 Angry Men and Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah. A great director. And he made four other films, like I said and before. And actor. Great actor, Great actor, sorry. Yeah, he was good. Um, he made The Anderson Tapes, The Offense. Uh, he made Murder on the Orient Express. And he made Family oh, yeah. Business, all with Sean Connery.
1: Wow. Oh, I forgot.
2: Yeah, he did a lot with Sean Connery. This was the film that Sean Connery chose to do to show everyone that he could do a role other than James Bond. Because right. he was afraid he was being pigeonholed mm. as James Bond. As
1: mm. every James Bond does.
2: Right. And so he took this film, uh, this role, and uh, to show what he could do as a dramatic actor. Okay. So I think it's time, if I give you guys the actual plot of the film...
1: It's got to have... I mean, if it's Sidney Lumet, it's, it's got to have something to do with corruption. Uh, and, and politics wouldn't be far off, James. It has something to
2: do with corruption. So the
1: film takes place in North
2: Africa...
0: Okay. In World War II. So far so good. Yep. Nailing it. Uh,
2: at a British military prison. Yeah. And Sean Connery plays a prisoner called Trooper Joe Roberts, oh. who has been uh, put in prison for hitting an officer, for uh-huh. striking an officer. Mm. And the whole film is, is only is about how horrible the prison staff treat the prisoners. That's and it.
1: and and oh wow. Okay, so it's a so super intense. It's not a prisoner of war camp. It's a military It's a military stockade. it's a British
2: exactly. It's a stockade oh. where 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 you know where people who've deserted or people who have committed crimes in the British army uh-huh. are held.
1: Okay, so and, and it's set in World War 2.
2: It is set in World War 2.
1: So mm. so this whole prison of war this whole military prison camp might not add up to a hill of beans.
0: Right. The hill. Oh, right. Nice. So, nice.
2: The hill refers to a artificial hill that they've built in the middle of this prison. Okay. Which they make the prisoners run up and down all day.
1: And it's an artificial mm-hmm. hill.
2: It's an artificial hill. That's just a sin against nature. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And it got to be some kind of torture as well. Because they basically just run up and down until they you know, pass out from heat exhaustion. But that's And that's basically the whole film. Hill yeah, brother. Hill yeah. Semper Fi. There's, this
1: episode was made possible uh, by Blue Apron blue apron when you are looking for a perfect excuse for the recipe you messed up blue apron will provide when all you need to do is go to this website where we will provide cover for adding too much salt uh too much of one ingredient that spoils the entire recipe, you can always go back and say, "I ordered it. I didn't make this in the kitchen. I ordered it from blue apron. blue apron, your cover for your perfect scapegoat for when your kitchen recipe goes off the rails.
2: Well, thank you very much guys. that was uh, It uh, is uh,
0: available in Trinidad,
2: but not Tobago. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Greg, uh, for joining us today. Yes, Uh, thank you. Greg's new book, The American Netherlander. Where is it for sale, Greg? Uh,
1: Hollandbooks.nl. Okay. Try that.